Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God, the powers of this world that rebel against God, and the ways of sin that draw you from God? Every baptism we do includes these questions in some form. I thought of it as I studied our gospel text this week. We don't talk much about demon possession here in the ELCA in 2024. When we hear stories about it in the Bible, we tend to think of it as an ancient understanding of mental illness or some other natural cause. For Mark and those early followers of Christ, though, this is a scene in an epic and ongoing battle between evil and God. Jesus has just called the disciples. We're still in chapter one. And today's passage takes place at the very start of his ministry. And right away, there are forces opposing him. The people around him don't know that he's the Holy One of God yet, but the unclean spirit did, and it recognized Jesus as the threat he was to it. However you understand the unclean spirit, it remains an inspiring story of Jesus' authority and power. He restored this man to health with just a word. Still, at first glance, it doesn't seem to shed much light on how to follow Jesus faithfully in southwest Ohio today. But then I remembered those baptismal renunciations. Being possessed with an unclean spirit isn't particularly relatable for most of us, as far as I'm aware. We do know about forces that defy God, though the societal structures that were designed to thrive on and uphold oppression and injustice. They go directly against God's vision for our world and work to oppose God's good plans for all people. We know well the systems seen in our advertising and media and beyond that tell people they are only valuable if they can be productive enough or healthy enough or young enough or rich enough or, and the ones that carelessly destroy the earth instead of tend to it. We're all too familiar with the powers of this world that rebel against God. How violence and retribution and greed are often not only seen as options, but the best options by those in power. How people are expendable and accumulating money and power is the all-consuming goal. We experience the ways that sin draws us from God every single day. The temptation to gather more for ourselves when we know it's time to be generous. The urge to be bitter instead of forgiving. The instinct to put up defenses and draw dividing lines. And to those forces that defy God, those powers of this world that rebel against God, our own sinfulness that draws us away from God, and to all the noise and chaos that those things bring into our lives, Jesus still speaks. Be silent and leave. He sets an example for us. 
We've been talking about being called this epiphany season. We've heard about how we're called by the Holy Spirit to follow Christ. We've been reminded how we're called to gather together and to make Prince of Peace a place where we experience God's love, a place where anyone who encounters our congregation does too. When we do those things, when we follow Jesus, listen to the Spirit, create a community that reflects God's goodness, we are going to run into resistance. Those forces that defy God, the powers that rebel against God, our own sin, they clash against this holy work. There are still people and powers that prefer the world to look differently than God's vision for it. But we know God's vision for it. We know where we're headed, right? We know that God is building a world restored with grace and peace, where every single person lives their whole lives knowing that they are celebrated and loved. We know that this is heading toward a day where every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. When that day comes, we'll all realize that what we usually labeled as weakness, those things were God's power made perfect. Things like turning the other cheek and loving our enemies and praying for those who persecute us. Things that make no sense without Christ crucified and risen, but with Christ give us a new way of living, one marked by endless generosity and mercy and grace. We know that even when sin and death seem overwhelmingly powerful, they are no match for our God. Love and life win. And because we know these things, we can be bold in our call to join God in this work. We can look at those things that say God's vision is impossible and that our God of love is not real, and we can tell them to be silent. We can speak life into places of death and suffering, seeing hope into situations filled with despair, be Christ's hands and feet and voice in a world that still so desperately needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Give generously in various ways so that others can see what God's love looks like in action. We can fill the world with God's compassion. Will the forces get up and run as soon as we speak, like that unclean spirit did at Jesus' command? Probably not. We are not Jesus. We are just his disciples. We need to be bold because sometimes the cost of following Jesus can be pretty high as those forces continue to oppose. It doesn't stop us from speaking. And our voices, especially our united voices, can banish some pretty terrible forces. If Martin Luther hadn't been bold, others might not have had the courage to speak with him, and the changes the church universal so desperately needed might not have happened for much longer. If Sojourner Truth hadn't advocated tirelessly for the end of slavery, joining her voice with others and inspiring many more to take action, then who knows how much longer it would have gone on. Those are epic examples, but we see it all the time on a smaller scale. 
We do it all the time on a smaller scale. We offer kindness instead of cruelty. We speak up when we see someone is being mistreated. We give forgiveness even when it doesn't seem deserved. One person's voice can lend courage to others, and many people's voices can bring justice and peace and mercy and goodness into the world in new ways. Where is God calling us to be bold today? Where is God telling us to name injustice, to work to end oppression, to bring life and healing and restoration to the world, to risk our own comfort and security, to share the gospel? Where is God calling us to step out in faith, trusting that Jesus really does bring new life in every situation? God is asking us to believe the strange and wonderful truth that we are called, saints and sinners that we are, to transform the world that God so dearly loves. That last part is important to remember, that we do this to transform the world that God so dearly loves. If we forget, we might end up using our call to be bold for harm. I don't think that we disciples of Jesus mean to do that when it happens. It's just that sometimes righteous anger slips really easily into just plain anger, devoid of the hope for a better future. And other times in our eagerness to silence that which opposes God, armed with Bible verses and well-thought-out arguments, we can end up being mean instead of Christ-like. We use Christ's name as a weapon instead of a life preserver. Paul's words to the Corinthian church are a powerful reminder to us today. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. We might be absolutely right as we go out calling out the powers that rebel against God. Our arguments and our actions might be completely justified. Paul says as much to the Christians in Corinth in today's passage. There was a debate about whether or not it was a sin to eat certain foods. Some Christians thought it was, and others didn't. Debate ensued. Paul assured those who didn't worry about it and ate whatever they wanted that they were indeed right. Eating the food wouldn't impact their relationship with God in the slightest. But, he continued, they were right in their assessment, but wrong to keep eating the food in question. Why? Because they were harming their siblings in Christ, becoming a stumbling block for those who felt that eating food was a sin. And even though they were right that eating that food wasn't a sin, they should have refrained in order to show kindness and respect to the other disciples. As one commentator pointed out, just as when we serve others, we do it for Christ himself, himself, Paul reminds us that when we sin against another, we sin against Christ. We cannot use our faith to justify words and actions that are devoid of love. Even when it's about important issues, God's love has to be the source of all we do. If not, then we risk puffing ourselves up instead of building up God's people and God's kingdom. So how do we guard against this? Prayer, conversation with each other, Bible study, self-reflection. If you'd like to sign up for a journey group this Lent, that would help.
any of the spiritual disciplines will help because they help us focus on Christ. And the more focused we are on Christ, the easier it will be to speak in ways that are deeply rooted in Christ's love. We will mess it up sometimes. That's just a given. We should take that seriously and genuinely repent when we do. But even then, we can be bold. Because we remember, Jesus isn't intimidated by the sin that draws us away from God, the forces that defy and the powers that rebel against God. He destroyed their hold over us in baptism and marked us with the cross of Christ forever. Sin is defeated and we are God's own beloved children. So when we fail to live and love like Jesus, we can be bold as we ask for forgiveness. Not only are we forgiven, we're given another chance to live out our call. We can go out and try again with confidence and with hope. We are God's children. We are called by the Holy Spirit. We're gathered as God's people, enlightened and made holy. We are told to follow, to live and love like Jesus each minute of every day. We are given the opportunity to make this world look a little more like heaven every single day. We rebuke all that defies God, whether we find it within the world or within ourselves. We proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in all that we say and do. And we do it boldly, knowing that Christ's unending love will get us through any hardships we encounter and any mistakes we make. We do it boldly, with our eyes firmly fixed on the one who makes all things new, even us. Amen.